Decision making is going to set the course of your life. If you're thinking about launching a business, how do you know which one to launch first? If you've already got a business, how do you know which direction to go in? Decision making and choosing the ideas you're going to work with, choosing the direction for your business and for your life is one of the most important skills you can have. This episode is all about how we choose business ideas and how you can choose business ideas and unlock progress in your life. What would it take to become the hero of your own life? To build the business you've always dreamt of? To make money doing something you love? It's time to take control. Can we get on with making money and having fun now? I'm not doing it if it's not fun. Join the rebellion with Alan Donegan and welcome to Rebel Entrepreneur. Welcome to the Rebel Entrepreneur. This is episode 12. How do you evaluate business ideas? How do you choose your business ideas? And how do you set a direction and a decision of what you're going to do? Today, I'm very excited to have with me my business partner, Simon Payne. Alan, not as excited as I am. I'm loving these so much. Like I'm, and this is, as you know, this is one of uh, the topics that uh, gets me pumped because I think, you know, there's a whole bunch of people out there with a whole bunch of ideas. And sometimes we get a little bit paralyzed because we don't know which one to do. We want to do one, but we just, you know, we kind of flip from one to the other. And we're going to dive into that today, I hope. Well, that's exactly it. And you and I have been both guilty of that. We've been guilty of having thousands of ideas. We've been guilty of flip-flopping around the ideas. We've been guilty of not focusing. We've made all of the mistakes, <laughs> all of the mistakes that our audience could make on this area. Alan, I am head of flip-flopping. I'm still guilty of it now. And, you know, lurching from one project to the next, the one that excites me the most that day. And I know Gary Vaynerchuk's talked to this recently of, you know, is it really all about focus or not? And is it okay to flip from one thing to the next? You know, it, I guess there's, you know, we're going to dive into some of that stuff because I've got a whole bunch of views on it. And, and I know what that paralysis of ideas feels like. Well, I actually have something that I regularly say at the pop-up business schools based on exactly this. And you have the people come in and I normally go, okay, so who here has got more than one idea? Normally about 70% of the rooms took their hand up and go, I've got more than one idea. And you go more than two, more than three, more than five. They've got so many ideas. They're so creative. And then I look at them and go, how many are you trying to launch right now? <laughs> they kind of go, all of them. And the thing that I found is if you try and launch five ideas at once, you won't make much progress on any of them. You'll do a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of the other, and none of them get to the stage where you can actually launch it and do an experiment to decide which one is the best. What I say to everyone who comes to a pop-up business school is pick one to start with. It's not the business you're going to do for the rest of your life. You're not saying this is the one business forever. You're just saying this is the one I want to test first. Let's do a mini experiment. Let's throw all of our energy into it for a couple of weeks, a month and see how far we get. And I think this is the key is it's choosing one. I do think that focus at any point will help you to make progress. If you've got a lack of focus, you'll have a lack of progress. 
Yeah, I think the, the very first question that I ask people, if they say to me, look, I'm frustrated because I'm not getting the results that I want from my business. The very first question I'm going to ask them is, have you focused on one thing? And it doesn't really matter where you focus. It just matters that you focus. It doesn't matter which business idea you choose, really. It just matters that you choose an idea just to experiment with first. And I think, you know, we'll get into, you know, how to go about choosing and, and what, what questions you need to ask yourself to choose. But I do agree with you. And I think there is a bit of this as well. And I, I know that you're a big fan of the Someday Maybe list. And I call this sometimes the curse of the creative. And we meet lots and lots of creative people, you know, artists and makers and so on, that they can turn their hand to make lots of different things. And I'll never forget this woman I met in, in Nottingham in the UK, in the Midlands. And she said to me, don't make me choose my business idea because I like all of my creative pursuits exactly equally. And I thought, oh no, we've got a live one here. You know? <laughs> I love these these folk that come along to pop up business school just to test us, you know. And and I had to think, okay, so what's the thing that's going to unlock this woman uh, in terms of you know which of the idea is she going to focus on first? And some of the stuff that helps is recognizing which of my business ideas are just a hobby, and which of my business ideas are going to be the ones that feed my family and 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 pay my bills. Well, this and, is this is the yeah. first question I ask Simon is. Do you need to make money? That's the first question I ask is, actually, you've come up with these five ideas. Do you actually need to make money from them? If yes, we might come up with a different answer. If no, we might come up with a different answer. You're exactly right. Yeah, and I think that, you know, with the core idea, there are so many different ways of executing. So let's let's say, you know, we've picked an idea that, okay, so I want to be an artist. Okay, you want to be an artist then. Like how we execute that idea depends on how quickly you need to make money. And you know, as, as well as I do, we've met some folk that need to make money fast. And I mean really fast, as in my rent's due at the end of the week. I've had four eviction notices. And if I don't pay on time on this Friday, I'm going to be homeless. So that, you know, how we execute that artist idea is going to be different to perhaps someone that, that says, look, I've got a, a seven-month runway because I got a redundancy you know, check from my company and I'm using this as an opportunity to launch the business that I've always wanted to launch, in which case we don't necessarily need to be quite so urgent and we might think about things in a slightly different way. But the core idea is the same. Which I think brings us on to one of the things that I realized when helping people to start up is value-based decision-making. And what I mean by that, Simon and I, in the early days, we would do this four box grid. We'd have uh, one axis up and down and one axis left and right. And we'd normally pick two things like how much money we will, we will we make and how excited are we about the idea? And each scale would be naught to 10. And then we plot out our ideas on those scales. So idea one we will launch a uh, marketing agency. Well, could we make lots of money? Yeah, we like it's quite competitive, but we could make some reasonable money. Are we excited about it? Like fits and starts, sometimes very excited, sometimes not. So on money, we market a six, and on uh, excitement, we market a seven or eight, and we go through our ideas and we lay them out on this grid, and then. In the early days, Simon, we just looked for the ones that we were most excited about and could make the most money for. That was basically what we did, wasn't it? 
Yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with that either. I think, you know, the core of this stuff is it's got to excite you, but not just the idea itself, because we can get seduced and tempted by these fantastical ideas. But the action that you have to do every day in order to make that idea real, you know, you're not going to, you're, you're going to find it a struggle to get a blogging business off the ground if you're not that crazy about chatting to people on social media. You know, because, you know, if you're not enjoying the process, then it's perhaps not the right idea. It's We've got to be excited by the idea, but we've got to be excited about what is the activity that we're going to do every day in order to make this idea a reality. Because, you know, we meet plenty of businesses that think that they can make money out of an idea. And I can guarantee that most of them won't exist in a couple of years time if we go back. But we meet lots of people, of course, that are excited to do something. And whilst they might struggle to make money in the early days, they're still going to be doing this thing in two years' time because it's what they love to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, actually, as a quick and dirty way to decide by ideas, that four-box grid is a really easy way to do it. Plot out your five, six, seven business ideas on that grid. Find the ones that are in the top right that have the most excitement and the most cash and go for it. And I think that's a very quick, easy, dirty method to look through the ideas and pick one to focus on visually. Quick and dirty works fine for me, Alan. I guess uh, <laughs> <laughs> a slightly different spin on that on that grid. I think I think yes, cash is is definitely one of the axes. You know, for some of us, I think another way of thinking about this is. I mean, I would definitely, I would always have excitement levels as the is one of the axes because. If you're not excited about your business, nobody else is going to be. Why the hell would you start a business that doesn't excite you? It's bloody hard work. You can so start a business doing anything. Anything. Yeah. Why 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 pick something that doesn't float your boat? Because it you know it takes lots of effort to get this thing and it's you know you're in it for the long haul. At least even if the business idea changes over time, which it probably will, at least start with the thing that is going to excite you the most i guess the second axis that was in my mind was how easy is it to start because i think lots of folk will come up with a business idea and and work on the business they wish they had starting from a place that they wish they were at rather than starting small and making the best of the resources that they have around them and picking something that excites them. And I, uh, do you remember the granola lady that we met yes. in uh, in the UK? Reading, yeah, yeah. She came. She she was a really really smart woman, and she was doing recipes for a very well known global food brand. Actually, she was responsible for creating their recipes. And she said, "Look, I'm doing this stuff for this company, but I really want to do it for myself." And she she had this granola idea, and she said, "I want to I want to create the brand. I've figured out what the packaging is going to be. I know what I want it to look like." And I'm going to get my granola into the high-end supermarkets in the UK. uh, And that's my idea. Can you help me start? And, you know, you could just tell that she was really excited by the idea. She was excited by the idea of having granola. But the, the thought of all of the stuff that you've got to do to create a manufacturing process that services the needs and does the hard negotiation with buyers. There's figuring out the manufacturing process. Are you ready to deliver 15,000 units per week? You know, the branding stuff, the packaging, the testing, and all of that kind of stuff. Whereas actually, she doesn't know yet whether anyone's going to like her granola. She doesn't know if she's going to like making it. 
in that way and so on. And, and I think when we got her to sell and just, you know, just do a little experiment, package up some granola, do some homemade labels from home, list the ingredients and go and talk to people to see if they want to try it. She came back a little bit disappointed that she'd spent two hours of her life. She spoke to 15 people. None of them knew what on earth the granola was. They thought granola came in bars and it wasn't something that you'd sprinkle over your salad. So there was a whole education piece that needed to happen. Now, she could have wasted thousands on branding and packaging because of what she thought was going to sell. But those lessons of selling in, in those first few sessions that she did, they actually changed the focus of her business. And she started to understand what is it that I actually enjoy doing? And then we've got the basis of something that's much more sustainable. Which I think this is down to picking an idea, doesn't really matter which idea, breaking it down and going, what's the first step? What's the mini experiment I can run right now? If you're interested in mini experiments, then go to episode seven, where Simon and I discuss how do you run a mini experiment. But that's the heart of it, Simon, isn't it? Choose an idea, any idea. Let's run a mini experiment. Yeah, and I think it's exactly that, Alan. And it's your best guess out of all of the ideas that you've got, your best guess of what excites you the most to go and do next, recognizing that that might not be the one that you stick with and that's okay because that's part of the process. You know, your best guess, what excites you the most, what, you know, and and how can you start that business now in a small scale way? Who is that customer that you can go and start chatting to right away and and just start because you're going to learn much more in that process than you would if you spent six months thinking about it and plotting out a business plan and a, and a strategy and all that sort of stuff because it's absolute fiction. You don't know any of that stuff until you make it real and you put it out there. I love that, Simon. I love that. So let's just have a little dive into decision-making uh, via values. What I mean by that is doing an exercise with yourself to work out what is important to you and how can you make a decision without knowing what are your values, what's important to you. And the thing that Katie and I in our own personal lives have come up to is when we're deciding what projects to focus on and where to head and what to do, first step is to write out our values, what is important to us before we even think about which one to go for. And our values, to give you some examples, my number one value is love. I have creativity. I have fun. I have this list of values that are things that are important in my life. And if a project, if an idea doesn't give me those values, why am I doing it? It's going to be an absolute slog. Do you know clearly what your values are, Simon? I've done a bit of work on this, Alan, actually. Yeah, love is definitely up there for me. Uh, freedom is is high on the list as well. Yes. The thought that you triggered that I wanted to talk to was, again, you know, we've talked about asking the right questions and so on. And I think we spend a lot of time asking ourselves and each other the question, what do you want to do? What's your business idea? I'm not sure that's always that helpful. Uh, and of course, there's part of that. But I think I'm really excited to ask questions like, where do you want to be? You know, when you spend your time, where do you want to spend your time? Who do you want to spend your time with? Because those kind of questions help you draw out 
based on your values. You go, well, I want to, if I want to hang out with cool people in cafes, then I probably don't want to create a business where I'm spending hours and hours on my own then, do I? If I want to be in a collaborative space, that might mean it's going to shift my business idea and I might start looking at it from a different angle. Um, And I think, you know, some of those kind of questions can help you tease out what your values are. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, well, the question to find your values is what's important to you. And the process I go through, I do this once a year, every single year. And it's interesting to track how your values shift over time. But I sit down and I journal about what's important to me. And I write out probably two, three, four pages of different stuff about what's important to me. I then go through and highlight the key words and I look for the themes and the different things that come to me. And finally, I put it into a list. And then I look at that list and I go, okay, number one is love. Number two is freedom. And when I'm choosing my ideas, if freedom is important to me, I don't want to pick something where I'm locked down. If I, like, I would never want to run a retail store, given the fact freedom and travel are on my list and I want to explore the world. And I think if you don't know your values, if you don't know what's important to you, how can you make a good decision about which business to run? There's, there's this fun exercise, isn't there, of, um, like we said in the creativity conversation that we had, of, you know, the best way to come up with an idea is to have lots of them. And the best way to figure out your values is to, you know, I, I mean, I've Googled this. I just want a giant list of values and then, you know, circle the ones that seem to jump off the page at, at me to see. You look at the list and you go, okay, creativity, freedom, you know, love, money, opportunity, conversation, friends, family. You know, there's a whole list of things that it could be. Maybe circle your top five or six from someone else's list, add a few of your own, and then start doing some A-B testing. You know, would, would I choose freedom over money? Or is money more important because money buys you freedom? And you can start having these sort of, you know, judgment calls. And it doesn't really matter which ones you come up with. And they're probably going to change over time too as you dive into this stuff deeper. But but those sort of processes really help me to get to understand what's the stuff that I value the most. Which is so critical. So critical. So question for you, Simon. Is money on your list of values? It never used to be, Alan. <laughs> And that was probably the reason why I didn't have much of it. And uh, it's, def- it's definitely there, and it's a lot higher up the list than it was. Freedom, and which money can be part of, of course, you know, freedom is a, is a higher up the list value than money is for me. But I do remember sat in, in some random community room in the southwest of the UK with you uh, about eight years ago, and we we did this exercise, didn't we? Do you remember? Yes, I do. And then we had that revelation. I think yours was money was higher up the list on on yours, but both of our lists it was still quite a long way down. I'm not even sure if it made it into the top ten. Um, and it and we did exactly that exercise with the people that we were working with, and it was a revelation to everybody. And I think you know that you know it's it, if you're not making money in your business, then it isn't a business, is it? It's a hobby, and if we are making money, what is the level of it? You know, it's okay to sort of go, actually, I want to make more money because if I make more money, it means that I can do this and I can do that. It means I can support my family. It means I can create intergenerational wealth, which was something that came up the other day when we were chatting to, uh, to the humble penny, Ken. And, you know, it's definitely a lot higher up my list than, than it was before. 
And I think if you can make your decisions about your business and your life based on your values, what's important to you, you're going to live a happy life. That's absolutely the way to work out where to go next. And this is a very simple model for you to pick which ideas to focus on. And if you use the ideas and creativity from episode 11 to come up with ideas and then use this simple model of choosing based on your values of where to focus, that's then where you throw your energy and run that mini experiment from episode seven. Beautiful. So the key to decision making is to choose based on your values. If you choose which business to go for based on what's most important to your life, that's going to be a decision that sits comfortably over the years to come. Now, Simon, uh, pop-up business school events. You and I created this thing many years ago. What is it and why should the audience listening come along? Well, you put me on the spot now, Alan. What we need is someone who who, uh, who knows about this business. When are they coming on the podcast? <laughs> oh, wait, it's me. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, so look, I think one of the biggest mistakes that I made, probably the number one mistake I made when I first dove into entrepreneurship and starting a business back in 2003 was spending hours and hours on my own trying to figure stuff out myself. And I think... One of the things, I mean, I'm very passionate about the content and how we deliver it at Pop-Up because I think that is, you know, we create this very supportive, positive, fun, at times hilarious environment, but we deliver massive value and add, you know, our very best content, both our mistakes as well as our successes and, and that of the other presenters as well. But I think the conditions that we create at Pop-Up Business School are so key and the things that people say to us after coming on the course and I'm very proud to say two things number one we don't upsell anything ever so it's not one of those free courses or seminars that you go to and then after sort of an hour's worth of value you've got an eight hour sales pitch and you know you sort of leave there feeling uncomfortable uh, at best um a lot poorer at worst. We are not one of those businesses. We don't need to sell things to people because our business model is a sponsorship one. And I'm very, very proud of that. So pe- people can come along and trust that we've only got one objective and that is to help people succeed with their business ideas and get their experiments off the ground, learn for su- from, from us and from each other and make money. The second thing that I think is, and this comes from the feedback that, that people that come on our, our events tell us is that they really value being in a community of people who are trying to do similar things. And, you know, many of us that explore entrepreneurship are doing it alone, either because we don't have, um, you know, friends and family close to us, or because we are the only people in our friends and family network that are starting an entrepreneurial journey. So finding like-minded folk to bounce bounce ideas off of and explore stuff without, you know, fear of judgment and just you know th- those conditions that we create, which is, you know, very different to how entrepreneurship is sold in universities and colleges, in my experience, which is very much, uh, you know, you've got an idea, you write a business plan, you go and raise funding and go make it happen. Pop up is about saying, well, you don't need money to start a business. You definitely don't need a business plan. What you need is an idea and a bit of energy and a whole bunch of people around you to help you figure it out. And we don't just tell people what to do. 
and we don't just show them how to do it either. If you come to a pop-up business school, we'll build the business with you in real time. You know, you'll make the website, you'll launch the social media account, you'll make phone calls, you'll send emails, you're going to help the person next to you figure out how to promote their business. And between us, we are going to get the flag on the hill. And, you know, whatever that means for you. And we will get you as far along your business journey as we possibly can in a five or 10 day period. You don't have to pay any money for it. And we're not going to upsell you anything at the end. Like this is the best. This is the like, okay, I'm a bit passionate about this. This is the best business course that money can't buy because we don't charge you for it. So the pop-up business school is a week to a two week long course that helps you get going. And I think one of the stats I'm most proud of is between 30 to 40% of people who come on a course make their first sale before the course is even over. And that's an incredible amount of progress. So if you're there thinking, okay, I've got some ideas, I listened to episode 11, I've evaluated the ideas and I've chosen one, come to one of our events. If there's one near you, come to an event. They are always free and always will be. Come along, have fun. Let's help build that business and let's test it. That's what we'd love you to do. Where do people find out about the event, Simon? The popupbusinessschool.co.uk. We've got an events page. The, the link's right on the top of that. Uh, or you can drop us a message. We'd love to hear from you. Excellent. Thank you for being on the show, Simon. It is, as always, a pleasure. I love it. Staying true to your values is not the easy path. I know this because I've stayed true to my values and it's not been an easy path. People will come and ask you to do things that are contrary to your values. They'll say, can you do this workshop for this amount of money? Or can you do this? Or can you do that? Or in pop-up, they continually come to me and say, can we charge for the events? Or can we do this? Or is it possible to do that? And I have to stay strong to my values and my decisions and keep my integrity. If I can do that, I will be on the right path That helps me run a business I'm proud of and leads to long-term success. It is more of the difficult path to live a life based on your values, but it's also the one that will lead to true congruency, happiness and a future you're truly proud of. Make your decisions based on your values and stay strong to what's important in your life. You've been listening to Rebel Entrepreneur with Alan Donegan. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes to get new fresh episodes as soon as they've launched. To stay up to date with the rebellion, visit choosefi.com slash rebel. Thanks for joining the rebellion.